Welcome to the Joy Scouts podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Campbell. I am a life and relationship coach, passionate about bringing you new perspectives and mindsets to help you build confidence and abundance in all areas of your life. As someone who has had a lot of mental health and trauma struggles, I know the work that it takes to get to a point of true unwavering peace. Let me show you how to keep yourself accountable to create changes that give you the life that you deserve. Hello, friends. I am back. It's been a couple weeks. I am basically a giant procrastinator and had some things happen, which totally threw me off. So I didn't get anything posted Um, (laughs) because I wait till the last minute to do stuff. Even now, like this is Tuesday night and I'm recording. So I'm going to try to get some like some ready to go. So that way I don't have to worry about this because I like broke my tooth one night. It's like a root canal tooth and I like broke it because it didn't have a cap on it yet. It was like a whole thing. And then I was like, oh, I'm not going to get this done. And then, you know, just time gets away from me. That's I think that's just like it's built into me. It's just who I am. So (laughs) I want to take this episode to talk about religion, specifically Christianity and um, the model or faith and the model, if that's how you want to look at things. Um, So as I've been following more and doing more coaching and being in my therapy, I have been kind of questioning whether I am idolizing something that's not in line with my faith, right? And I wouldn't say I'm, I don't think I'm like super, like, I'm not like a Bible thumper or anything like that. I still kind of consider myself a baby Christian, even though I've been going to church for years because for the longest time, I like, I didn't want to read scripture. I didn't, you know, like I didn't follow it as closely. I was just there because I had to be there. And it's only been like relatively recently in the past few years that I've like had that spark of actually wanting to dive deeper into my faith. And I think that's just been, you know, my journey. It's just my testimony, right? So lately I've been thinking like, am I idolizing something that doesn't align with my faith? Am I just trying to find like a way of helping myself? Because sometimes like self-help and like, like the self-help community and then like the religious community, sometimes they kind of butt heads because, you know, some people, especially like old school people will say, you know, like you don't need any of that. You need to rely on Jesus. You need to rely on your prayer. Um, and then like, you know, then there's like the self-help community that's like, okay, the people that only rely on Jesus must, you know, not know what to do with themselves because they're just expecting somebody else to tell them what to do. And I've listened to some podcasts too on this. And this is also something other people have said as well, because I think it's one of those things that's obviously prominent in those two communities. So naturally I was torn, like which way Am I supposed to go here? Can they go together? Um, You know, it's just been something that's kind of weighed on my heart. Well, I, for one, have been doing my own thought models around that. (laughs) Um, But also, I feel like the Holy Spirit has just been talking to me. And like every time I listen to a podcast of somebody else that like does coaching within the Christian communities or, you know, just spiritual communities in general, Like, I feel this tug of like, this is how I need to be showing up and serving and not necessarily for Christians in particular, but just for coaching. Um, like this is what I'm called to do. I am, I don't know, that's, that's just something that's been tugging on my heart and that's how I feel he's been putting it on my heart. 
But the last few times I've gone to church, the message has like almost completely directly aligned with exactly what I get out of my thought models and what I've been discussing with my husband. Like, oh, this, you know, this is exactly what I was saying with my thought models or, you know, this is exactly what, you know, I've been getting out of my coaching or my therapy, you know. And so I feel like there has definitely been some like Holy Spirit conversation in me that I didn't even realize was there. So that's actually a really great jumping off point into the start of this because the model and prayer, I feel like is such a good combination because like I said, I haven't felt like I heard um, like God speak to me or the Holy Spirit. I don't like sometimes I don't understand that in my head when other people say that they have heard him talk to them. I'm like, I don't get that. And I have a hard time clearing my mind. I am very ADHD. So and that's like that's not me just saying that like I am very ADHD um, and I'm working on that with my therapist and I only just recently got diagnosed with that. So I have a very cluttered, cloudy brain that I'm working to clear out and be able to sit in silence and sit with my thoughts and allow myself to hear and to pray, um, like sit down and listen and, and be open to hearing that. And I think that that helps, like the model helps me with that. Because I can sit down and learn to kind of weed out all of the like crappy thoughts that are just filling my brain, which I mean, you could refer to that as just your brain being your brain because scientifically that's how our brain works. And you can also refer to that as like the enemy, the devil, you know, filling up your brain with things that you don't necessarily need to hear, but show up anyway. Um, And so for me, the model is a good way to help me catch on to my thoughts and like weed out like the nasty stuff so that I can better sit with my thoughts and listen and also redirect my thoughts to who I want to be as a Christian and as a person. It just kind of helps me clear my mind of all the excess thoughts. So there is a like when I was at um church this last week, they were, and I've heard this actually twice. There was the, um, conversation of like, if someone tells you like, don't think of a yellow school bus and you close your eyes, like, what are you doing? You're thinking of a yellow school bus, you know, like when those things happen, it's like almost automatic that your brain wants to think of those things when you're told not to. And your brain just kind of brings up these thoughts and you may not even realize your brain is bringing those things up. So It's a good way to kind of check the direction of where you're going with your brain. And there was another story that they had said. um, It's a story out of a, it's like an old psalm, I guess. Um, I'm not super familiar with my scripture yet. I am getting there. I am slowly but surely. My baby Christian self is working through my scripture. Um, (laughs) I'm just not a huge reader, so I have to be like super like, into something like it has to really get my attention and sometimes I have a hard time following some types of scripture so I am I am working on that anyways um so it was like two men I don't I don't know the entire context of this but like two men had made a vow not to look at or touch women right any women and they're on a trip and this woman is at a river and she needs help getting across the river. So one of the men picks her up, carries her across and sets her on the other side of the bank. The two of them continue to go on their way. 
And a ways down the road, finally, the one man says to the other, like, how could you do that? You've made a vow, you know, basically just like kind of tears this guy a new one <laughs> for like, you broke your vows. How could you do that? And what the response to that is, is that the man who carried her was like, I left her at the bank back there. You've carried her in your mind this whole time. And so I think that's such a powerful message of how things can get into your brain and they can just stay there. And you may not even realize that you're holding on to something, but it's sitting in your brain causing you this damage. Like in that story, like he may have been, you know, feeling hatred over it, like holding on to that. Like, I can't believe he did this. And he's stewing on that, right? As they're walking along or, you know, maybe... Maybe he was, you know, lusting after that woman. That was part of the context of what we had discussed um, was mostly lust. Um, but like there's so many ways that he could he was holding on to that thought of that woman. And if you're not if you're vowing not to think about or look at or touch women and have nothing to do with them and that's stuck in your brain and you're going and holding that longer because you're not even realizing that you're holding it because you're blaming somebody else, you know, that could be eating away at you. And I think that that's a really powerful message because there's a lot of times where we are thinking of things and we don't even realize how we're viewing them because we're so focused on the other person or blame sh like shifting. And, you know, like your thoughts can literally turn into an obsession, which can eat away at you, whether it's lust, whether it's anger, whether it's you know, anything like you're, you can start to obsess over that. And I mean, that thing, those things can happen around like money and you know, women, men, like so many, there's just, you know, like anything in your life, you could obsess over food, you could obsess over working out, you know, and those things turn into, you know, disordered exercising, like, um, like forms of bulimia because you're over exercising, right? There's so many ways in your life that that, can hold space in your brain and you're not even thinking about the fact that the thoughts themselves can be causing you harm and not just the actions you're taking from them, right? You could be saying, I'm going to stay away from cookies. But if all you're thinking about is cookies and you're obsessing with it and worrying so much about staying away from them that you can't think of anything else, like, is that really joy? Is that really how you want to show up in the world? So it's really about shifting the way you even view it to be able to show up in your most authentic and your most abundant self. Another thing that they had said was, which I found very powerful, was like, your mind is a garden. And I'm I'm sure plenty of people have heard this analogy because that's not the first time I've heard it in my life. But like, your mind is a garden. So whatever you plant there is going to grow. But also whatever comes in is going to grow. So if an animal, you know, comes through and has like, you know, any kind of seeds, like maybe they're in, in their fur, right? And it drops in the, in the garden, then that'll grow. Weeds will start to grow. Like anything that comes in, maybe the wind carries things. Anything that comes in will also grow. So you have to make sure you're weeding out those, those plants that you don't want there. Right. And it's the same way with your thoughts. We take in so much information. I think it was, um, Sean Aker had done a happiness study and I think it's in his book. I haven't read his book yet, but I did have a training with him at one point and he had said that we process like 11 million pieces of information per second and we can only process something like 40 per second so like all of that information that's coming into our head our brain is sifting through and we don't even realize it and so those thoughts might be there and the model is a really good way to be able to kind of weed some of those out like 
obviously a 11 million pieces of information like that's a lot of work right we're never going to be completely perfect but this is a really good way to start getting those big thoughts that keep coming up for you and shifting your perspective and learning to to question those thoughts and challenge yourself in those thoughts and it kind of gives you um the way i look at it is especially as a christian it gives me a more of a sense of accountability and like abiding and how I want to show up. So for me, something I've noticed since I've been doing my thought models is not that my thoughts are perfect all the time, but it almost, the more I practice it, it's almost like I can slow my thoughts down more um, because I can like hear them. So when I'm doing something, even in the midst of me saying something like, maybe I'm like in my car, right? And I've got some road rage because that runs in my family. (laughs) So maybe I'm like this idiot, you know, whatever. And it's like the moment it comes out of my mouth and I hear myself say it, I'm like, oh, that's not how I want to think of people. That's not how I want to show up in the world. And so it's, it's really hard to explain, but it is like, it slows me down enough to check myself and be like, is this how I would want to show up? Are these the thoughts I would want to have? And that's helped tremendously in my marriage too. Like, why am I choosing to think this way when I don't actually know the full story, right? Like maybe the person driving is like a young student driver, right? And I'm back there like, what the heck? Right? Like, I don't know that story. So how can I say that they're an idiot when they're learning, right? They're just maybe they're 14 years old, because in Iowa, you can start driving with your permit with an adult when you're 14. So maybe they're learning to drive and I'm out here calling them an idiot for trying to learn a new skill, right? And so it really does help you slow your mind down and catch some of the thoughts as they come out and readjust and question yourself as you're going through life. And it's really helpful when you write them down, which is why I actually have, I just released a like thought model worksheet with just like a quick breakdown of what it is and how you can get yourself started on that. And then of course, like if you need more help and sometimes it's nice to have another person checking your thoughts too, because sometimes you can't see things that other people can, which is why I am also in coaching and therapy. Um, I can coach and help with that too. Um, but this is a great like starter for you to get started, like to see how it, how it lays out and then how you can kind of check yourself and walk yourself through it and then see how the results that you're getting are stemming from those thoughts and just the steps through that. So you can definitely get that. Um, you can go to my website and it is right there. You just give me your email and I send it out to you. So that is a free, completely free worksheet that you can have. Um, but I really do think that this is a, it's a good way to be able to question yourself, especially in your faith. I think it goes really well hand in hand. I think this is something that got, my child is right outside my door. (laughs) My kid or my kid. (laughs) I think it's something that God has put in front of me because it's helping me be a better person and what I, what my values are and how I want to show up in the world. And It also helps you learn that your emotions aren't necessarily bad. Like being mad isn't bad. It's just, is it the best way it could be serving me in that moment? Like you can be sad and grieve something, right? And of course, grief is there for a reason. Anger is there for a reason, right? Anger is one of those emotions that just like blows up so fast that you don't even, you're not thinking, you just get mad, right? But it gives you a chance to reflect on why you might be mad. So these emotions aren't bad. Sometimes you need to process them to 
you know, release trauma or release whatever you're grieving from or release whatever the thoughts you are, you're having. And then you can look back and be like, okay, well, so this is the emotion I'm feeling. So where am I coming from? That's making me feel this way. Um, and it's, you know, it's not about getting away from your emotions or your thoughts. It's about learning to choose the ones that are going to best serve you so that you can have like an abundant life and show up in your most authentic self and have your own back and, you know, just show up as the best version of yourself. We're all going to have emotions. That's what they're, they're there for a reason, <laughs> but we get to choose how we show up through those emotions. And the way we do that is with thought models and thought work. So that was kind of a little ramble, but I think that's, that's the, that's where I'm going to leave it today. <laughs> um, but I hope if you are a Christian, right, I hope that you look into this because I do feel like it very much helps. And for me, it has definitely helped me check myself as if I'm abiding the way I want to be abiding or the way he wants me to be abiding really. But like if I'm wanting to show up and show up in the way that he wants me to, am I doing that when I am angry Am I doing that when I am thinking these thoughts? You know, like how can I check myself and and align myself in the best way I need to? So I am going to leave you with that. I hope you guys have an amazing week and just sit with that a while. Just kind of chew on that one. <laughs> Definitely check out that free worksheet and I will see you. Well, I'll see you. I'll talk to you. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.